Welcome to Branded by Amazing. This is episode number six, and today I'm gonna to share how a business partner and I built a $50 million e-commerce brand in just two short years. I'm Matt Clark, I'm the CEO of Amazing.com Inc., and I've been a full-time e-commerce entrepreneur since about 2009. And I'm Mike McLaren, I'm the Chief Product Officer at Amazing.com, and I've been selling online now since 2013, uh, primarily on Amazon, and speaking of Amazon, and you know, a few weeks ago in the news, we heard about Amazon, joining up or actually buying MGM. And the primary reason for that was they wanted to add more content for their Prime Video service. Amazon's primarily though, uh, a physical products you know, seller online. They sell you know, billions of, of dollars of products every year, but they decided they didn't want to really get more into video. Just yesterday, we heard about Netflix going in the opposite direction. They're now partnering up with Shopify in order to sell, to sell physical products that are going to go along with their shows. So uh, the site's gonna be called Netflix.shop. Shopify, of course, is gonna be doing all the work on the back end, and they're gonna start selling products like that'll go along with Stranger Things, with The Witcher. Uh, I don't know how many they plan on selling, but at least they're thinking that a lot of the people that are really into these shows will then go online, meet each other in this community, and also buy products go along with them. Pretty interesting move. No idea you know, what the actual reason is behind it. I don't think you know, Netflix is planning on getting into being a product business like Amazon, uh, but definitely they're doing it for a reason. Netflix does not do anything for a reason. Yeah, it seems like there's almost like uh, especially with Shopify, a lot of people like they partnered up with Walmart uh, a little while ago, uh, and you know it seems like they're almost like all these people are trying to compete with Amazon because Amazon's kind of like the 800-pound gorilla in e-commerce. You know, it's like 50% of all sales in the U.S. online happen on Amazon, so it's like all these other people are kind of doing all these partnerships right now. It seems like to try to like grab a little bit of land share from Amazon. Yeah, now, you know, speaking of Shopify then, I wanted to talk to you today about how you and your business partner were able to build this e-commerce business. Uh, so first, tell me a little bit, like what is this brand and this business that you started up? Yeah, so the brand is called Life Boost Coffee. We sell a very healthy coffee product. You know, a lot of the ones out there, if you look for ones that are like certified organic, single origin, shade grown, high elevation grown, you can find ones that meet maybe one of those, maybe two of those criteria. We meet all of them. We also, you know, test it for 400 different toxins. And so we've really tried to source and roast and create the healthiest coffee possible. My business partner, Charles Livingston, he's also pretty big into his health. And so both of us are kind of aligned on there. And so we're, we're super excited about this product. Um, he kind of had it sitting there actually uh, a little bit before we partnered together. In early 2019, I partnered with him to help grow the business. Wow. Okay. So like, I was going to ask you when you got involved as a couple of years ago. Hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the obvious question out there for me and a lot of people is you're one of the main voices in Amazon, selling on Amazon. Yeah. I learned from you several years back. And yet a few years ago, you decided to go out there and sell this brand that's not really, it wasn't on Amazon. Why did you decide to do that? You know, my first e-commerce business was selling on my own website uh, way back in the day. Um, you know, sold at the time, Big Commerce was the platform. Uh, there was kind of Big Commerce, Shopify, and Volusion, and they were all kind of neck and neck. And eventually, years later, you know, Shopify just took over everything. So I was selling on Big Commerce. So I was very familiar selling on my own website, ran a lot of Google AdWords, SEO. This is pre-Facebook ads. Uh, and you know, I started noticing, you know, got very big in Amazon. We created amazing.com, amazing selling machine, taught a bunch of people how to sell on Amazon, amazing opportunity, great place to get started. I noticed a few years ago that there were these brands that were just blowing up, basically combining a direct marketing sales funnel on their own website with kind of infomercial style Facebook ads. And as you know, Facebook ads, it's got billions of people on there. And then if you sell on your own website, you can have a pretty simple funnel. You don't need this you know, super big, fancy e-commerce store, literally one or two pages can be your entire sales process for those people. 
And I thought that was super interesting because I, I, I even sort of like had a loose connection with Shopify's affiliate managers from way back in the day. And he was telling me that some of these brands are blowing up using that model to like 50 million, $100 million a year. And it was just happening left and right. And I was like, I think there's really something to this. I was like, with the right, right kind of product, right kind of sales funnel and right kind of ad, it's like you can scale sales up massively. Because if you can get that formula to work, then it's just a matter of spending more on ads. And then you can crank that up overnight because there's unlimited people. Basically, it's everyone in the world pretty much uh, as a consumer that's using Facebook. And so uh, that's, that's what got me interested in selling on my own website, even though I built up all those expertise on Amazon. Now, I know you, you don't do anything without a goal and a purpose. So what was that, you know, when you started working on this brand two years ago? Yeah, so, um, you know, when I first started working with Charles on this thing, uh, we both basically set the goal to build a $100 million e-commerce brand in two years. That was based on some assumptions. Uh, you know, so I was talking to a guy who had a lot of experience in the food and beverage space, and I'd also looked at some private equity reports about valuations companies were getting. And some of the numbers I was seeing was like five to seven times annual revenue for valuation which is a lot. I mean, that's a super high valuation for almost any business, but they were saying for a fast growing food and beverage business, that is possible. And so based on those numbers, I was like, sweet, if we can scale this business to like 1.6 million a month, basically, then we, we essentially have a $100 million business. And so we set a goal to get to that target within two years. We got to that revenue target, I think even faster than two years. However, we started talking with some investment banks that have done a lot of deals with like Procter & Gamble and that kind of thing. And they were like, maybe a more reasonable valuation is two to three times annualized revenue, not five to seven times. Um, and so, you know, that's why we say today, you know, $50 million e-commerce business, we sell a little over $2 million a month, that's 24 million a year, multiply that times two, gets you roughly 50 million a year. Maybe it's higher if it's 3X, but you don't really know. I mean, it doesn't really matter until somebody actually wants to write a check. Um, so we, I think I've achieved our goal, uh, but even though the numbers kind of changed a little bit along the way. So what was it doing when you got involved with it? $17,000 a month <laughs> was January of 2019. It was a little bit shy of $17,000 a month. And that was, you know, when we first started working together. I hadn't really done anything at that point. That was just kind of when we signed a deal. Um, that was kind of like, if I could help grow it to a certain point, I think it was 40,000 a month. I would earn, earn a certain percentage over the year. Uh, if I helped get it to a hundred grand a month or more, in that same year, then I would own an even bigger percentage of the company. And we just kind of blew through both of those targets. So that's kind of, uh, here we are today. <laughs> you know, and $17,000 a month compared to what you're doing right now probably seems like incredibly small. But yeah. for a normal website doing seventeen grand a month for anyone that, you know, let's say the profit margins are what, 20% or so, hmm. that's not a bad side hustle. Um, yeah. But clearly this is not a side hustle anymore for you, is it? No. <laughs> and like, you know, it'd be different if we were starting from scratch. But Charles and I had both been doing marketing, different businesses, had some success, um, you know, for, you know, eight, nine, ten years or so each. And so $17,000 a month wasn't going to do anything for either one of us. It wasn't getting either one of us excited, even though it was cool. And it kind of what was validating to me is that people just kept rebuying and rebuying and rebuying and rebuying with almost no marketing. Um, so I'm like, okay, people really love this product. I love the product. And so um, I knew there was an opportunity to go out there and, and grow this thing, even though the revenue was pretty small compared to everything else we had going on at the time. So, you know, the obvious question is you've grown a huge number in a short amount of time. What did you do to grow from 17K a month to what, 1.6 million a month? Yeah, so I knew what we had to figure out was the front end customer acquisition. How are we actually gonna get customers? Um, which may sound like an obvious thing to figure out because, you know, Charles, his specialty is more operations, customer service, and, and email marketing. Once you get customers, how do you nurture that list and get them to buy more stuff in the future? And so that's kind of his expertise. And so I kind of needed to fill the void of how do we get a lot of people in the door? 
um, without you know just losing a ton of money. We didn't want to have to raise money. We didn't want to have to put money of our own in there. I've still never put a dime into this. And Charles may have put a little bit at the beginning, but he hasn't put more into there. Um, and so we kind of had to grow this thing in the most economical way possible. And so the tools that we kind of used was set up a landing page funnel, basically a single form, super long page with tons of copy on there. He kind of already had something there that I used as a base. Cause you know, a lot of stuff, I wasn't super familiar with a lot of the different um, coffee health criteria. That's more kind of Charles department. So he kind of had that stuff there. I was mainly working on the hook, the angle, the kind of lead in copy, the benefits, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so we got this one long form sort of landing page ready that led to the shopping cart to get people to buy and then started really testing and dialing in the angle. And so what is the main reason for why people are going to buy this? And we tested that with Facebook ads. Facebook ads was going to be our main channel sending under this long form page. But we had to be able to, you know, basically interrupt people scrolling through their feed on Facebook and convince them to buy this thing that they never heard of before as quickly as possible, literally the same day, ideally. And so which is not an easy thing to do because, uh, you know, people, they've been burned before. They don't trust a lot of brands. They want to, but they don't always. And so, you know, we had different ideas. I had lots of ideas. I was like, maybe it's maybe it's because the product can be environmentally friendly because we support rainforests. Uh, maybe it's because, um, you know, most coffee is toxic. Because uh, there's some research that kind of pointed to that. Maybe it's because, you know, we're supported by some doctors. You know, maybe it's because uh, healthy. You know, we started coming up with these like, you know, five or six different general angles of like what's going to convince some random person to actually go buy this thing. And then we started basically designing ads and landing pages, um, tailoring to those different angles. And then we started seeing which was performing the best, which was kind of like the 100% focusing on the health angle. And then once we knew that, then it just started iterating on the ads and landing pages from there. So, and what was the angle exactly again that they... It was basically um, a couple of different things. It's kind of mm -hmm. harder, but it's basically we wanted to position it as the healthiest coffee possible mm -hmm. because we could position it as the most environmentally friendly coffee possible. Uh, we could position it as, hey, you know, a doctor created this thing, you know, because Charles is a doctor, you should buy this thing. And there was a few different other options. Us was basically positioning it as if you want the healthiest coffee possible, this is for you because we sell it at a premium. So we can't compete on price either. So that wasn't really much of an option for us. Um, there was another one, you know, some other, another brand pushes the freshly roasted, which ours is technically freshly roasted, um, but that's a different angle you could pursue. And so we had all these different kind of ideas. Also, you know, just getting it shipped directly to your door is kind of another angle. This is, you know, pre-COVID, it's 2019. So it's like, you know, not going to a coffee shop wasn't really too much of a problem. Um, so, but that was another option. It's like, hey, just get this delivered directly to you. You don't have to go to a coffee shop is another potential angle for us the health angle. This is the healthiest coffee possible for you. And here's why and kind of proving that out in the copy. So the, the, the platform is Shopify mm -hmm. you sell on yeah. uh, using Facebook to drive ads. Yeah. Is there any other part of your platform that you use or is that, are those the two primary components? That to scale it up, I would say was probably most of it because we basically had to figure out that angle. Um, Facebook was the main ad channel. Didn't really try to mess with any other ad channels at first and then started figuring out, okay, we can, scale up ads a ton at this volume. So we went from, you know, maybe spending 10 grand to 20 grand to 30 grand. And now we spend like almost half a million dollars a month on Facebook ads. But once we kind of figured out some really consistent performance, that's when we started adding in other channels, such as Google AdWords and affiliates and YouTube. And now we have Snapchat and Pinterest and other kind of channels, but it all took getting those first numbers down. Cause at the end of the day, people are people regardless of where they're finding you. 
And so we had to get those numbers really dialed in first that, okay, if, if uh, what's our conversion rate, what's our average order value? And those numbers over time became very consistent and that allowed us to add all these other different channels. So to really get the ad process down and figure it all out, um, did you guys do all of it or do you use someone to help you manage that side of it? So I did it myself at first. I have a guy that I've known for years who's spoken at our events um, and who's an expert at Facebook ads, but he was too expensive for us at the beginning because the business was only doing 17 grand a month in sales. His minimum for most clients was 10 grand a month uh, for us, $7,500 a month, but that was still way too much for us to spend the time. So I was asking him for some advice. He was kind of giving me some advice, but I was basically just running on my own at first. And so did that for the first maybe three months or so. And then at some point we had scaled up enough to be able to like, it was still a bit of a stretch to be able to hire him to kind of start running that. And he's basically been running it ever since for that channel. Awesome. And then do you use him for all the channels or you reach out to other people for different channels? No, what I found is like, some of the best agency people are ones who specialize. He specializes only Facebook and Instagram because they're the same platform. He doesn't do anything else. That's all he does. And so we have to use other people for other channels. Okay, excellent. Uh, you mentioned COVID before. How did COVID affect your plans? And you come in 2019, yeah. big plans, a year later pandemic hits. Uh, did it affect you up, down, either way? I'm not sure it made much of a difference. And it's kind of hard to say. Like if we were a business that had existed for like five years before consistent performance, maybe we'd be able to see some like anomaly from like one year um, based on the previous year. But we were already growing so fast that it was really hard to pinpoint if COVID made any difference for us at all. Um, I didn't see any massive change, you know, the month of March, month of April, month of versus month of February or January or something. Um, and we just kept growing month after month after month. And sometimes it's up and down, sometimes it flatlines, then we find like, you know, some new growth. And so I'm not sure it's made a huge difference for us. Did you have any supply chain issues? That's one of the things a lot of Amazon sellers have faced or still facing now um, because, you know, there's containers that are backed up in the ports that can't come back there. Did that affect you guys there? The only one that we've had has been more recent because we started adding uh, K-Cups, pods. We have a compostable pod that uh, a lot of people like using that to make their coffee. Um, I think uh, Charles was saying, because we just see the nightmare keeping these things in stock because they sell out immediately, which is a good problem to have. We have not been able to keep them consistently in stock. And at one point, I think, I want to say he said we had like a million lids because the lids and the pods actually come from two different places. And so we had a million lids that I think were actually in the boat that got stuck on the Suez Canal. <laughs> and so that's kind of slowed us down there. And it sucks because it's like, it's probably, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars we've missed out in some monthly revenue. Um, but we fortunately have not had many other issues other than that um, because of supply chain stuff. I mean, nothing we sell comes from China. As far as I know, the packaging doesn't even either, but I mean, the coffee comes from Central America. Um, so yeah, it hasn't been a huge issue for us, fortunately. And then I think I saw sometime last year, you guys hit a milestone with like the ink, 500, 5,000, oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, so uh, for last year, the last most recent published list, we ended up at number 271 on the Inc. 5,000 list, which, you know, according to them, which is not all representative of every company in America, but the list is the fastest growing companies in America. Um, and so, yeah, we hit number 271 and I think we've already, we've already applied again this year and I think they announced it in like August or so. And based on what I've seen in the numbers, we should be around number like 60 this year. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so what's next with LifeBoost? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we just hired a full-time CMO. Um, I was kind of doing it part-time and not as much time as I should because, you know, my main job is being CEO of amazing. Uh, but we kept having so, so much opportunity to go and grow this thing that it was crazy not to have a full-time marketing person. So we did a lot of recruiting over a couple months, hired a really good guy who's got coffee experience, he's got direct marketing experience, he's got Amazon experience. So he's been on board with us for about a month now. 
And um, yeah, we've been talking with um, the same investment bank uh, that, that we've had some friends that have sold businesses through. And we're looking at um, either selling some or all of the business. And so we're, we're starting that process kind of now. We're basically waiting for the financials from last month. And then they were saying that assuming everything checks out, then we'd potentially be listing this thing as early as next month by like July 4th. Wow. Uh, and then I want to circle back on one other thing too. So like I said, you're CEO of Amazing. You and I talk all the time, work a lot of time on Amazing. How did you logistically fit in the work for Life Boost for the past two years, like evenings, weekends, set meetings, whatever. Like, what was that like with Charles and you? Yeah, well, at first, when I first started working on Life Boost, um, we had the other original founder of Amazing, and he was actually operating as CEO of Amazing at the time, which gave me some extra time because he was CEO and I was kind of just filling in as needed. And so that gave me the freedom for the first six months to a year to focus on growing um, Life Boost. And so I was putting in a lot more time then dialing in sales funnels, you know, doing stuff with ads and that kind of thing. And then Amazing was not taking up the majority of my time then, I don't, I don't think. Um, since then, I ended up taking back over as CEO uh, of Amazing in early 2020, uh, I think January of 2020. And so since then, I've been able to put in less and less time at Life Boost. But fortunately, the results have been very consistent. We've got a small team, but a good team. You know, Charles, the CEO, we've got uh, a good operations manager that's been with Charles forever and, and us forever. Then we've got the new marketing guy, but then we've had, you know, this great agency partner uh, that runs all our Facebook and Instagram ads. And we've got a outsourced development team that kind of runs uh, website design and that kind of thing. And so we've had a good team. So it hasn't required a bunch of my time. It was more just the, we kept seeing opportunity that we weren't able to do because I wasn't able to be full time. And so what I try to do now is basically I was kind of reading about, I was like, how am I gonna balance this thing? Cause I end up just kind of defaulting now because I'm like, ah, you know, things are pretty good over the coffee business, you know? Charles is kind of running it, but that's not really fair to him. Um, and so I was kind of thinking, I was like, I heard once that like Elon Musk basically manages or did manage his time between Tesla and SpaceX. He would spend like, you know, two days a week uh, uh, at Tesla, two days, two or three days a week at SpaceX or something like that. And I was like, maybe that's a way to do it, split up my days. And so lately I've been trying to spend um, Tuesdays, a hundred percent on Life Boost, and the other four days of the week on Amazing. Um, and so far, that seems to work pretty well because it's focusing, it's, it's forcing me to put some dedicated attention to that business one day a week. And then, sure, if I need to talk with Charles or do emails or whatever else, I kind of fit in other random stuff. But I have like one focus day on it per week right now. All right. Uh, so one of the last questions for you. So let's say things go as planned. Yeah, mm -hmm. you exit Life Boost at some point in the next year or so. Yeah. Any plans to do something similar again? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I love what we do at Amazing. I think we have a lot of opportunity uh, at Amazing. You know, we're looking at a lot of different exciting opportunities and e-commerce and other kind of brand building. Um, and so related to like another consumer product, maybe. I mean, I kind of liked this position of being able to just focus on some of the marketing stuff and then have a lot of the operations and management of the business taken over by somebody else because it didn't require a ton of my time. So I think that's a possibility to replicate that. Um, also very interested in clean energy. And so if there's some way to tie that in, um, even with Amazing or outside of Amazing or whatever, that's another interesting opportunity. But right now it's just kind of like heads down trying to um, you know, take Life Boost to the next stage and then we'll kind of reevaluate after that. Awesome, thanks a lot, Matt. All right, thanks, Mike. So yeah, everybody, uh, if you have any questions for me or for Mike about you know Shopify, about Amazon, about e-commerce, about brand building, go to amazing.com slash branded. That's B-R-A-N-D-E-D. -E -D. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>